0: Let's bring in Mike Davis, founding partner at Olive Tree Ridge, rejoining us here on the show. Mike, welcome back.
1: Thanks for having me again, Oliver. Nice to see you.
0: Absolutely. We got a little rally underway here. Uh, Is it crazy to buy stocks if the odds of recession are the highest they've been since COVID first hit?
1: You know, that's certainly the view I'm holding right now. I I continue to think, uh, I was thinking back to the last time I was on your show, Uh, you know, the history is the best uh, teacher. Um, If you look at you know, for example, Brazil, right? I'm, I'm looking at my charts over here. Brazil, they've been through this 2008, 2009, again, 2010, 2011, that's, what is that? That's um, 200 plus million people, 70% of which have experienced, have lived experience of this. Um, I think there's a lot of lessons that we can take away. Same thing in other emerging markets. If you look at Chile, if you look at Mexico, um, I don't know if you're, able to throw those charts up there but in uh, terms
0: of inflationary kind of uh, precedent
1: yeah mm. oh yeah absolutely between inflation and rising interest rates like you're looking at you know a situation where not to sound like an internet meme but you got to look at it would you look at those two things because we've seen it before right and you know there's hundreds of millions of people around the world who have experienced this before and um, it's you know i think there's a lot of ideas in there there's a lot of strategies that you can glean from that so that's certainly what we're doing over here um on the asset management side of our business
0: uh... mike uh, is is that um, uh... 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 commensurate with uh, what the fed is trying to do here to stamp it out i mean they're they're putting a good bit of firepower to try and uh... you know quell this problem we're seeing a lot of these commodity charts yeah. pull back is is that not reassuring
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's that's absolutely right i agree with what you said in the previous segment right it's it's short-term hikes um it's hikes in the short term and then there you know it's going to be some easing off of the interest rates it, it is but one tool um the QE uh comment you made is also still very much um felt the residual effects of that covid stimulus um I, I think there's uh, yeah the, the, those two will continue to we'll, we'll have to bear the uh, pain for for at least the short term.
0: Where do you go to uh, then try and uh, maybe, you know, weather this storm a little bit? Um, uh, do you actually need to go outside the U.S. to buy non-U.S. assets, or do you need to use complex inflation hedging products here at home?
1: You know, I, I can't speak to the latter, but uh, certainly at OTR that is that is what we're doing. We're going to emerging markets. We're doing private. Um, we're looking at you know, private alternative assets, both in equity deployment and deployment of debt. Um, And, you know, again, specifically, we're looking at these same countries, right? We're looking at folks that have lived experience. You know, it's not just LATAM. There's also, you know, tons of, um, um, you know, kind of history in in Africa as well. And so we're finding those folks with lived experience who are doing new and interesting things. And we're backing those folks in Mm -hmm. in, in private
0: alternatives yep and uh, is that uh, so these are private markets mostly that you're dabbling in how is um, how is liquidity in those if uh, we do get uh, more risk off uh, does that uh, eventually find its way down just from a, a liquidity perspective even if the businesses are sound
1: yeah you know what so we're early stage investors in emerging markets so uh, for us it's uh, you know we know that there should be there's likely, uh off takers um as these companies grow uh but you know i i I, I don't really know um i can't i can't really comment on whether there's a metric or whether there's some uh appropriate index to look at uh, to gauge liquidity
0: how do investors get access to the very bespoke type of investments uh that you guys are doing is it through uh, uh of specific funds publicly traded private um because you're getting into some uh, uh you know pretty bespoke nuanced things here that a lot of people won't even know exists until somebody uh, like it goes and digs it up and finds it
1: yeah that's and that is uh that is very much the case here right it's we are uh it's a, it's private uh funds um and i think this is the Uh, other view that we hold here, not I think, I know, this Mm -hmm. is the other view that we hold here, that what is in short supply is actually um, investment managers, investment professionals. And so, um, you know, in in these types of uh, environments where you're looking at very strong headwinds and an access issue, uh, you're gonna want to uh, start talking to those fund managers.
0: When you hear from uh, clients, investors that want exposure to the strategy, Uh, where does it fit in their overall asset allocation? Do you think about it as part of a stock exposure? Is it something totally different as an alternative uh, to stocks and bonds? Or is the point that the U.S. market might be in such a a hard place that you want to replace your uh, U.S. equity holdings with more uh, alternatives?
1: Oh, that's that's a very interesting question. I think that um, uh, certainly on the emerging market side, uh, the best way to think about this is more equity like exposure, even the private credit uh, opportunities, we look at it um, in terms of uh, additional equity like returns, um, you know, just to compensate for uh, the increased underwriting and the, you know, the the risk, uh, but uh, there are opportunities um, stateside as well, right? You know, Again, if you look at like food and energy, right? I, I 100% agree with that, food and energy. And if you look at the prices at the pump, it's brutal, right? And there's no, there is no uh, end in sight. But I think more interesting is housing, right? If you look at both the composite index of uh, affordability and um, the more specific index of first-time home buyers, right? I think there's, there is, uh, there's an incredible opportunity here uh, in the US to kind of provide that type of access, right? How do you get first-time homeowners into homes um, in this environment, Mm -hmm. right? I think that's that's where uh, I think there's some financial innovation that can can be had. And and then on the other side of it, right, there's uh, distressed opportunities. You look at NPL, RPLs, uh, tons of opportunity there. Uh,
0: The follow-up there on housing uh, that I think is uh, very interesting right now is, how we're apparently moving from a too few homes conversation to a too many homes conversation? Can you believe that?
1: Yeah, yeah right. That's a- absolutely, absolutely. Yet, yet they cannot afford these homes, right? When you when when you look at it, right? It's both the composite index and the first time buyer index are down 25%. Like, what's happening there? What what what's happening there? I think most notably is that the first time homeowner um, home, home buyer uh, index is sub 100 that means it is no longer uh, uh you know within reach of the median household income first time homeowner to get mm. into a home with a 10 percent down payment right that is you know if that's not opportunity i don't know what is. it's
0: wow. right okay mike interesting take uh like it off the beaten path appreciate it thanks for bringing it to us mike davis the founding partner at all tree ridge